Welcome back to another episode of the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Mudgear Battle Alliance Pro and Strength and Speed owner, Evan Preparis. Before we get to today's episode, a quick word from this episode's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Nutrition of the Mudgear Battle of the Lions Pro Team. If you're at the most recent Conquer the Gauntlet race or have been coming to races in the Midwest, you may have seen us giving away Juice Performer. So we're giving away for free at the events we've been at for the Pro Team. We've got uh, Beet Juice for kind of pre, pre-race, kind of get that uh, vasodilation of the blood vessels there, and Cherry Juice for post-race recovery. Also, we've got Yolked. So Yolked is a fertilized egg yolk product. Clinical trials show three times the muscle growth. You can check it out. Tastes delicious. They've been out at Savage Race. They've been out into the OCR community for a couple of years now. Really love their stuff. If anyone wants to order some, you can use code STRENGTH20 and save 20% off every single one of your orders. All right, let's get to today's episode. So I've been super busy, so I haven't quite had time to sit down with the guests. So today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I was thinking about doing a Q&A episode, but we've done a bunch of those. Uh, we'll, we'll do a couple more, but I wanted to do a deep dive into something. So a couple years ago, I wrote this concept for an OCR Pro League. So what I want to do is kind of run through the concept for the OCR Pro League, just to kind of get people's uh, imaginations going. And I think the concept I came up with is pretty good. And you may be thinking, if it's so good, why don't I just implement it? And largely, it has to do with time, right? I don't have... If I could clone myself and make like six versions of myself to sit down and do some of this work, I think I could get it going. Uh, That being said, you know, I've got a lot of other stuff going on, both in my personal life and then my actual day job in the military, and then all the stuff I do on OCR in addition to actually training and racing for OCR. So I consider myself an athlete first, which is why... The racing and the performing at races tends to take priority over some of the media coverage, and I try to leave some of the other media coverage to some of the other uh, people in the OCR industry to cover some of that and really focus my podcast and my articles on areas that I don't think are currently being touched. Uh, just to, just so, uh, like what I don't want is every OCR podcast and every OCR article focused on the same thing, and then you just get, it's like, all right, well, which source do I go to for my information? It doesn't matter because they're all putting out the same thing. So when I write something, I try to put something out unique. Um, so I've been writing for OCR Buddy and the OCR Report recently. Also got a bunch of articles coming out on Mudgear real soon. All right, so without further ado, I'm going to run through my concept for what an OCR probably looks like and how we can theoretically make it work. You know, So the first thing I did was take a look at OCR World Championships, which Adrian Bihanada's event, and you know why it was so successful. And kind of the simple answer, it is mutually beneficial. So... The races get to call themselves World Championship Qualifiers. They help feed into the World Championship. But there's not a whole lot of oversight, right? So, like, the there's a, there's a couple of standards that OCR World Championships Adventure wants the companies that are qualifiers to do. It's things like, basically, simple things. Enforcing rules, posting standards, posting results in a timely manner, stuff like that. Stuff that really any OCR company should be doing anyway. You know, what they don't do is they don't enforce things onto the company that they may not want to do. They don't say, you need to have this many of this type of obstacles, you need to have this obstacle, etc. Right? You let the businesses run themselves, and you let them uh, develop organically. You know, but at the end of the day, it's a mutually beneficial relationship, and it is very minimal interference. Um, versus, I think there's been some other organizations that have tried to create like a governing body, and I don't think a small brand in the middle of the country wants to be quote-unquote governed. Right, they they don't they don't like that. They don't want someone outside dictating business decisions, especially if this is a primary source of income or a large source of income. It's going to affect your bottom line. So after looking at that, I just took a look at myself and how you know my personal quote unquote OCR career and uh, how I've benefited and uh, 
from race brands and companies and then how those race brands have benefited from some of the work I've done uh, writing articles, etc. for them. So this is the first draft, so uh, I'd be curious in the comments below or message me uh, to share some of your thoughts with me. Uh, so the first question people might ask is, why create a, a OCR Pro League? And the bottom line is, uh, it's to continue to grow the sport, bring in more sponsors, and provide additional perks to the athletes, right? So again, looking at benefiting the athletes, but also looking at benefiting the brands and their their bottom line there. So here's what it looks like. So the country, I divide the country into five regions. Each region hosts a quote-unquote point series race at their location where teams can earn points. You know, and these are normal races that the brands are currently putting on, right? So you don't need to create a new event. It's just a current race you're holding that's dubbed a quote-unquote point series race. And the number of point series races in your region there is based on the number of teams. So if you're, you're in a division with four teams, then there's only four point series races. If you're in a division with six teams, there's six point series races. And only athletes that are part of the OCR Pro League can score points for their team. So non-Pro League OCR athletes can still run in the, in the race. They can still run in the Elite Wave. They can still win prize money. Right, so I'm not taking away from anyone who doesn't want to participate, but they just don't get added into the pro league scoring mechanism. So essentially, there's almost like two races going on in one without doing a separate wave. So you know you're 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 running for overall placement, running for overall prize money, but then on top of that, you pull out the people who are involved in the pro league and you kind of rack rack and stack them and you to show where they finished in relation to each other to score points for this league. So again, theoretically, if I had clones of myself, I would take the results from a race and separate out the pro league results so again the the brand itself that doesn't have to do any more work it's all done on the backside on people who are helping run the pro league so the top three athletes for each team score points for the team and the others do not right so first place would get something like 25 points second place 24 third place 23 points um and so on however just because the top three times count a team can still show up with more than three athletes in race and if they take like the top five spots, then the next team's athlete will only earn 20 points, right? So as a maximum, you'd be able to get 72 points for your team. But by showing up with more people, you can essentially reduce the amount of points that another team can score. This encourages athletes to show up to the brands and race and to not just bring their three best guys and that's it. Because they can bring more than that and force other people you know, down lower in the point standings. So one event in each region uh, would be dubbed the, you know, the regional championship event and worth double points. Uh, the regional championship location, which would be an event probably held in like early fall or late summer, uh, that is, again, that's normally held, would rotate every year to a different venue and a different race band uh, based, based on who they think could support it or who they think could best support it. You know, this gives brands more buy-in and benefits as more athletes flock to their event, right? Because who doesn't want to win a regional championship event as opposed to kind of a, a local brand again so that that concept is encouraging people to show up to the races um, again that's benefiting the brands uh, by having multiple pro teams you are essentially encouraging those races that racers to travel to these these events uh, which is how the brands benefit you know then for the national championships we use you use either the north american ocr championships or norm or ocr world championships if it's held in the u.s uh, and that's at the championship event where the winners of each region uh, would race each other to determine who's the national pro OCR league champions. Uh, the same concept that applies to points races applies to NORAM or OCRWC. 
So athletes race in their normal division in addition to appearing in the normal results. Each athlete is then, again, this is in post-race, is separated into a pro league finishers list for scoring. Uh, the winner is the team with the highest score that has also won their division. All right, so going into the uh, NORAM or OCRWC, if you're not one of those five teams that won your, your region, then you can't win the overall. You know, So what would be the prize uh, for your team for winning OCR Pro League Division or, or National uh, Pro League Championships? You know, Initially, it would largely be about you know, personal pride uh, and further advertisement for the athletes that race in that brand. Uh, but realistically, you could probably get a sponsoring prize package from a couple of companies. You know, you got to start someplace, so uh, probably mostly pride and, and product initially at first. But then the goal, obviously, would be to increase prize money um, and then eventually have a large prize money. You know, as the sport progresses, maybe it would get, it would get really big. Uh, would it be enough to make a living off of? Yeah, probably not. Uh, but it might help cover some race costs, which I think most of us are doing this for the love of the sport and not necessarily to turn a, you know, a, a profit you can live off of. That's kind of an overview of the concept. Uh, I'm going to talk about the divisions next, and then after the divisions, kind of really highlight some of the benefits and how I think this is a mutually beneficial concept. So looking at the races that occur in the U.S., I broke them down into five different divisions. Um, each is listed with a team name, location, and home course. In general, I chose states more often than, um, than not to kind of instill that regional pride, right, because you want to root for your quote-unquote home team which I think is how professional sports teams, uh, the big ones, right, do it. They, they are aligned to a city or a region. And then for some reason, people just flock to that, and they're like, oh, I'm from New York. I love, you know, insert New York sports team here. So that's kind of what we're trying to do with some of the teams. However, when there's multiple teams within a single state, I chose cities. Sometimes they give that brand better branding, assuming the city is relatively well known. Uh, why did I choose these teams? Well, it's actually pretty simple. So these names and brands are OCR World Championship qualifying events. So again, I'm kind of continuing to build off of that mutually beneficial relationship that OCRWC has established. The OCRWC has a baseline for a standard of events. Now, so on this list, I included as many options as possible based off of qualifying events, which allows a couple of brands to say, you know, no thanks, not interested, and still have the concept moving forward, right? So it does not hinging upon one brand saying yes. All right, so for the Northeast region, I have a Binghamton Noob Sanity, which is obviously uh, Noob Sanity. Uh, Rhode Island Fit, which is Fit Challenge. Uh, New England Bone Frogs, which is Bone Frogs in their home course, obviously. Boston Maniacs, which is Rugged Maniac. Greenville Vikings, Viking OCR at Sunny Hill. Exeter Boulder Dash, which is the Boulder Dash run. Northeast Spartans. And uh, Long Island Holy Grail, so the Tough Mudder for that last one. And I wrote this article about a year ago, so I realized some of these brands have decided they're they're calling it at the end of 2022. Uh, but just to kind of give you an idea, I'm going to keep going without modifying anything. Also, I'm tired of rewriting this article because I think this is the third time I've rewritten it. Our East Coast would be New Jersey Goliaths. So that's named after Goliathon. New York City Challengers, named after City Challenge. Maryland Savages, named after Savage Race. East Coast Mudders, named after Tough Mudder. And Eastern Agoge, again, named after Spartan Race. Southeast would be Florida Mud Titans, named after Mud Titan. North Carolina Driven, uh, which is Driven, formerly Greenberry Challenge. Georgia Phoenixes, named after Phoenix OCR. Alabama Barbarians, named after Barbarian Challenge. Southeast Legionnaires, named after Tough Mudder. Texas Trifectas, named after Spartan Race. And obviously Spartan and Tough Mudder are the biggest brands uh, with 
multiple races in multiple regions, which is why they get multiple teams in multiple divisions. So North Central would be the Wisconsin Yetis, named after Abominable Snow Race. Illinois Frontline, named after Frontline OCR. Minnesota Badasses, named after Badass Dash. Colorado Cirrus, named after Cirrus OCR. Holiday Hills Highlanders, named after Highlander Assault. As you can see, Illinois has a lot of local brands that are OCR or WC qualifiers, so they kind of get a little bit more unique in that area. And then finally, you know, my home base as of now, the Midwest. So you'd have the Tulsa Conquerors, named after Conquer the Gauntlet. Oklahoma Lions, named after Battle of the Lions. Kansas City Sasquatches, named after Casey Timber Challenge. Coshocton Indians, named after Indian Mud Run. Ohio Black Swamp, named after Black Swamp Dash. And finally, Columbus War Machines, named after War X. So I just covered a lot of the country, but you may be thinking, you know, where is the West or Northwest Division? And the bottom line is they simply don't have enough qualifying events. You know, besides Spartan and Tough Mudder, there are not really any smaller brands that are OCRWC qualifying events as of this writing slash recording. If this concept becoming a reality, you know, my guess would be the bigger brands would be might be hesitant to commit. So not sure there'd be a market for a West or Northwest division. You know, without Spartan and Tough Mudder agreement, I think this is still viable. I just it has less of an impact. You know, as Tough Mudder and Spartan are the leaders in the industry, I feel like um, again because they're in charge, they they feel don't feel as strong a need to reach down to help the smaller brands. Uh, whereas the and they have less to gain versus the smaller brands have more to gain from kind of aligning. Uh, with Spartan or Tough Mudder interests. Yeah, I chose race brands as opposed to companies like Beat Elite or Yancey Camp uh, because the races are 100% invested in OCR. When the brands, while they may be largely OCR focused, they may not be 100% in, right? So brands like Beat Elite or Yancey Camp um, get most or a good amount of their business from OCR, but they aren't inextricably linked to the success of the sport, right? If those, If OCR disappears, those brands can still survive by shifting their focus. You know, furthermore, when a race brand gives one of their athletes a free entry into the race, it technically doesn't cost them anything. Uh, versus a brand like Beat Elite would have to essentially pay out of pocket to get someone into a race. I think companies uh, like that could work, but in my opinion, having race brands is the at first is the preferred option again because they're inextricably linked to OCR and the success of OCR. All right, so this is all a good pipe dream, right? Um, but what are the benefits? You know, why would athletes want to do this? Why would race brands want to do this? So I'm kind of going to break it down by category. So benefits to race brands, benefits to athletes, uh, benefits to spectators, and benefits with brands associated with OCR, right? So we'll start with the benefits to race series. So the first biggest benefit is it creates a team to highlight your race series, identifies the state and city that it occurs in, right? So you're, you're drawing uh, information on an national stage but also a regional as your athletes will probably be from in and around your region um, so they'll be able to advertise for you you know two provides additional advertisement by the athletes on your team doing well and appearing in other races right so if you're you know this is the concept we use for conquer the gauntlet and mud gear battle the lions where you know showing up at a tough mudder event and when i podium i'm wearing a race brand shirt of a different brand it it highlights that brand to a different audience of ocr people Three, it encourages high-level athletes to come back to your series by providing them a goal to shoot for. You know, some athletes that may have been involved in the sport for a while may be losing interest or, you know, they may be like, all right, well, I achieved, I, be, I won this race, I won that race, or I, I put him to or there. You know, what what's next? What else can I do to uh, kind of further my personal hobby slash career? And I think, you know, people trying to get on a pro team is a, is a good option and something that they, keeps them involved in the sport for longer which again benefits the series because now you have 
athletes returning um, multiple times year after year. So ex exclusive benefit to the Big Two, Tough Mudder and Spartan, are allowed to have multiple teams in multiple regions to represent their series. Uh, plus, in the largest brands with the most funding would likely be able to pull in the top athletes. And we'll get to that a little more on kind of how this benefits uh, the athletes. You know, still sticking with benefits of the race series, you know, with events being point series and uh, regional championships, they would get a larger draw of athletes and spectators for those points events. You know, additionally, series have complete control over their team and manage the teams as they see fit. So, um, you know, if you want your team to be just be brand ambassadors, that's fine. Uh, if you want the best athletes, that's fine too. You want to pay them a million dollars a year, right? Sure, that's that's awesome. You want to pay them zero dollars? You know, that's okay too, right? It's really up to the brands themselves what benefits they provide. You know, I think some race series might provide their athletes with travel, hotel, and race expenses, while others might simply give them a really good discount code uh, for races along with some free merchandise. So again, not taking any control away from the brands. You know, the brand uh, determines how many races their athletes are required to run in. So if you want your athlete to run in 10 races a year, then that's what you make them do. If you want to make them just run in yours, then that's what that's what you make them do. So you're just giving a lot of flexibility and control to the brands. You know, and that includes stuff like uh, social media posts, if there's any sort of mandatory of that. Yeah, the freedom doesn't force companies to incur expenses they do not want or do not think provide a profitable return. How the series treats and provides benefits to their athletes will determine the quote-unquote cost they incur. Um, there's no mid-season ads, um, which will encourage athletes to race for multiple years. Uh, the teams with bigger benefits will draw better names, uh, kind of just like major league sports teams with more funds to spend on salaries. And then kind of finally, the final benefit to race series, right, it is it draws more attention to the sport. All right, so how does this benefit athletes on a team? So, you know, ideally it's free or at least very cheap race entry for the point series. Um, I assume most brands would give free entry into their own race companies' brands. You know, for the ones that are occurring in the region but not necessarily um, part of the brand you represent, you know, it would be something like the you know lowest price guarantee uh, for the other series in the league, right? Because we, we know brands like to offer discounts all the time, uh, but wouldn't it be nice if there was like a pro code and essentially you're like, all right, well, you know, I can sign up even a week out and I still get the, the lowest price point from, you know, nine months ago. You know, so again, the, the brand is still getting a uh, benefit by having someone pay and show up to the race, uh, but the athlete is also getting a benefit because he has a little more flexibility on his schedule, and then on top of that is also you know saving money by signing up at the lowest price possible. You know, and that's not something they could share. That's just something for you know that athlete to personally use. Another benefit is it forms small groups of athletes that can act as one voice to benefit each other. So this helps getting sponsors and benefits as a team. It's easier to get sponsors if we have a league with officially recognized pro teams. So I took this concept from the Conquer the Gauntlet Mudgear Battle Alliance team. So that's what we do when we get team sponsors. We act as a single voice, and we reach out to brands uh, for support. And sometimes it's product, sometimes it's a mix of product and cash. But either way, it, it benefits our athletes, um, and it benefits the brands because we're advertising for them. You know, and I think uh, we've been doing pretty good, but I think it would have even more success you know, and I think it's one of those like rising tide uh, raises all boats type concepts where if we were part of a larger league, then we could be like, yeah, we won the regional championships for the Midwest or we won the national championships or et cetera. Right. So because uh, right now we're like oh, we're a pro obstacle course racing team. But, you know, 
there's no pro league. Uh, I don't bring that up, but there, there's no pro league. So there's it's kind of like a vague, vague term for some people. So again, not taking any control away from athletes. You know, athletes can still race in whatever races they want as long as their pro league team is okay with it. So, you know, feel like racing all six point series races, that's great. Only can make two this year to do scheduling conflicts. That's okay too. Um, you know, the benefit is if you only show up to two races that are point series events, then you'll probably have trouble getting on the team next year. And then finally, uh, again, kind of with all of them, it draws more attention to the sport. All right, so... I think we covered some of the benefits that athletes on the teams would get, you know, but so you, you may be listening to this and be like, well, I'm not a, I'm not top of the, I'm not podium type guy. So how would I benefit from this? Um, and I think there is benefits to spectators, open wave athletes, and even competitive athletes that are not on a team. And so the first one is it provides regional pride. So just like a baseball, football, or hockey team, you have a quote unquote home team that you can cheer for at other events. Uh, two, provides bigger goals for current athletes or new athletes entering the sport. Again, like I talked about before, you know, when you enter the sport, a lot of people have like, all right, I want to achieve X, Y, and Z. You know, this provides another goal post out on the uh, field for you to shoot for. You know, some people may be able to get it very easily and other people it may take, you know, five, five, ten years of work. But that's five, ten years of work that someone's involved in the sport. So another benefit would be uh, draws more attention to the sport, which I've mentioned a couple of times. But the the benefit of that is draws more participants, which brings more money, which allows for bigger and better obstacles and a better overall race experience. Right? That's where uh, I think we all kind of benefit. You know, if more people are showing up, you know, the 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 bigger benefit it all it all is because uh, as we know in OCR, the competitive or elite wave is such a small percentage of what actually brings in money and makes the sport sustainable. So if we can you know, essentially use our accomplishments on social media and, you know, in person as for advertising, then hopefully get more participants to come and uh, race, the, race the different race brands. You know, additionally, it doesn't exclude anyone that does not want to be in the pro league, right? So other elite athletes are not required to be on a team. New athletes entering the sport can still race in the pro or elite wave and still win prize money, right? So unlike, I know Spartan, you now have to essentially qualify for the pro or elite wave. You know, this this takes this takes away that barrier, um, not for Spartan, but for, uh, you know, it allows us to have a pro league without being like, oh, you need to uh, do X, Y, and Z to be in the the, you know, being a prize money wave, and as we've seen in mandatory obstacle completion, you can have a complete unknown come in, who's fast and good at obstacles, and uh, you know, or have a someone who is a high level guy have a bad day, and you know, it changes the the results. So, yeah, I think allowing people to sign up for that cash money wave is a uh, is still a good option you know so basically they still race the same way every pro elite competitive ocr athlete is racing right now uh, and just like anyone can come in and win the crossfit games anyone can still win you know the ocr world championships or noram uh, the ocr league basically rewards those athletes who spent years in the sport and encourages athletes to come back to race all right moving right along if you're still with me here um, let's talk about benefits to brands associated with OCR, right? So there's a lot of brands that, like I was talking about at the beginning, are not inextricably linked to the success of OCR, but they a lot of their profit comes from OCR, right? So Mudgear, VJ Sues, uh, Beat Elite, Yancey Camp, you know, Brute Force Sandbags, Wreck Bags, Hyperware. A lot of these brands have a large investment in the OCR industry. Uh, so it benefits them by having more advertising for their stuff. Uh, continues to grow the sport and provide expanded market for product. 
and it allows brands to say things like the official shoe of uh you know the new york vikings pro ocr team you know so teams would be able to decide what uh brands they want to use as their quote-unquote official shoe or their official supplement or their official racewear etc uh but we could also have brands that essentially buy their way in to be the officials you know the official sock of all of ocr pro league you know and to do that the brand would essentially have to give free product to everyone in the league or if you just want to have, all right, Mudgear is the official shock of the, you know, the Oklahoma Lions team, then Mudgear gives us uh, free product in exchange for essentially for advertising for them. So yeah, just giving flexibility and allowing people to choose what sponsors they want to go with, you know, and if uh, they don't, if they think the sponsor is not giving enough, they can they can try to get a different sponsor and a, and a bigger one. So again, that encourages freedom. It encourages uh, competitiveness as far as like what the brands are giving you, you know. And with the the ability to change every year, it makes sure we're not getting locked into something that's uh, not going to be beneficial for everyone involved. All right. So hopefully, a couple of you are still with me at this point. Uh, I've been talking fast and throwing a lot of information out there. And while I think it is a sound plan, right? I, it does require a lot of companies to quote unquote agree to field the team. Um, and, you know, based off the number of teams, uh, I think we have playroom, right? So I don't need 100% buy-in across every brand that I named. Uh, and as, as I mentioned earlier, some of these brands have decided they're going to close up shop at the end of 22. Um, you know, and so even if there's just three teams in a region, uh, to me, that's success and enough to get the ball rolling, get things off the ground. Um, you know, and some of the teams already exist, right? So Mudgear Battle of the Lions, we have a team. Uh, Noob Sanity, you know, they're not called the Binghamton uh Noob Sanity at this point, but they are, I mean, that's essentially who they are. Yeah, so those are kind of easy transitions uh, for that to happen. You know, another thing is people may think of like, well, why not go with OCR clubs, right? So um, something like, uh, you know, New England Spartans or something like that. You know, I stuck with race brands because they're kind of tied to the league uh, because that's how they're making their money. Um, and it's a lot easier to get you know, if I'm representing uh, Casey Timber Challenge, if I'm representing that brand, it's a lot easier for them to give me a free race than if I say I am representing Casey OCR. Now can I have a free race? And I'm going to wear a Casey OCR jersey at other brands, right? It doesn't, it doesn't provide the same advertising when you actually go and race outside of your little circle. To me, some of the biggest sticking points um, would be bigger brands, right, who see less benefit because they're currently doing great. Although, like I mentioned, I did provide some opportunities like Spartan or Tough Mudder having the ability to field multiple teams. Or kind of one of the other holdups would be uh, smaller race brands, right? So, example, Conquer the Gauntlet has essentially, you know, two or three full-time employees, uh, which is the owners, and, and that's about it. You know, so I think some brands like that or Casey Timber, you know, might be worried about how do I, how do I quote-unquote manage a team? You know, and this is where I, if I had clones of myself, I would just get this off the ground and running. Uh you know, managing a team would be designated a team captain. So essentially, you don't have to do any of the work. The brands don't have to do any of the work, right? So the idea is the brands do as little as possible. They get maximum benefit, but the athletes also get some benefit for advertising for those brands. You know, so the hardest part, you know, for standing this up would probably be actually just be finding motivated team captains to reach out and and get things going for each of those teams. Now, I'm, I'm technically the team captain for Mudgear Battle Alliance uh, Pro Team. And there's a lot of work that goes on in the background that people, you know, don't realize, right? So if you go to the uh, BOTL Pro Team website, 
right? Like I'm the one who physically created all that. Uh, there's a lot of, we have a secret group where don't get excited. There's nothing exciting going on in there. It's just, it's how we manage and organize information. All right, who's racing this weekend? What are the results from last weekend? You know, who's doing technique videos this week? You know, what sponsors do we need to promote? Yeah, are there sponsors requesting anything specific? So there's a lot of back stuff going on uh, that gives us, that gives benefit to the brands that are associated with uh, the pro team. You know, so it's not it's not all all benefits for the athletes. It does require some work on your part. You know, and some people might think that, well, why don't I just go get a job at McDonald's? I'll I'll probably make a better hourly rate there than I will uh, doing social media and stuff for OCR. And you're probably right, but you know, we are involved in the sport because we love it, and it's nice to get some occasional perks uh, from the work we're doing while still enjoying our activity. You know, kind of the other caveat I would make was, you know, athletes uh, would only be allowed to officially represent one team, uh, you know, just to keep things simple and avoid it being very confusing where you have an athlete representing multiple teams, right? So you're you're on one pro team and that's it. Um, up in you know, our pro team, that's what we do. You're not allowed to be on quote unquote multiple pro teams, uh, but you can be on multiple clubs, right? So I can be I can be on the pro team for a brand, but then I uh you know, I can support other brands like Tough Mudder or Casey Timber Challenge or, right, so Strength and Speed. Strength and Speed technically does not have a pro team. We have some really high-level athletes in our group. Uh, we've got some people who are, you know, lower-level athletes or just starting out. Uh, but the idea of Strength and Speed was just a group of people trying to get better. So uh, whether you're at the top and trying to just get a little higher onto the mountain there or if you're on the bottom and you're just trying to just trying to finish any race with all completing all obstacles, right? Uh, that's why kind of strength and speed is founded is founded on, on getting better regardless of your fitness level. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, don't you want your series or your favorite home race brand or region to be a national OCR Pro League champion, right? And I think that would be a cool thing, a point of pride that the, both the brands could advertise and the athletes could advertise on their year quote unquote race resumes. So that was kind of my first solo deep dive episode where I just kind of dove into a specific topic. I've got a couple other ones um, mentally prepared in my mind. If you like this, you know, shoot me a message. Let me know you like it, and I'll do some more like this. Or if you didn't like this and you're like, no, let's just go back to interviewing people. Uh, we can do that too. Uh, just my schedule has been super busy, and I look at the rest of September, and I have stuff planned almost every night and almost every weekend. So there's not a whole lot of playroom in there. And I still want to do uh, put out content I know 2023 will be also very busy with uh, the amount of stuff I have going on. I should have a little more time and space in 2024 that allows for more consistent content production. So maybe we'll bump it back up to three episodes a month. We'll see. Uh, we'll kind of see how things play out and how my, my personal life, hobbies, and job uh, continue to transition. You know, I think one of the other critics of, of this plan is like, well, well, if we do this, then there'll be all sorts of, you know, quote-unquote OCR pros who are not in very good shape, uh, which is largely a subjective term, you know, but I'm not here to protect the quote-unquote the word pro, right? I'm here to grow the sport, uh, benefit athletes, and benefit brands, and I think there's there's ways to do that, and the people who've been around in the sport for a while to give them goals and options to, to get some sort of benefit and some sort of cost reduction. You know, I'm not saying, you know, they have to get everything paid for, their travel, their hotel, their races, uh, but, you know, at least saving a little bit of money, you know, when you multiply that over some of the how often some of us race and uh, how many years some of us race for. Right. That can add, that can add up pretty substantially. You know, in the military, we have a, uh, a term called tab protectors. Right. So if you go to ranger school 
Uh, there are some guys, or special forces, right? You go there and you make it through. Um, and typically when you go through, you don't look very strong, right? You, you, you might have barely passed. But then once they get through and they've got their tab, then they look back and they're like, oh, well, I don't think anyone else deserves to have a tab. So they, they kind of guard that tab and are overly harsh on people. You know, I think some people who've been on, you know, quote unquote, OCR pro teams might have that kind of tab protector or pro protector status in their mind. But, you know, honestly, if we use the term pro on, you know, on more, a lot more people, it doesn't necessarily take away my accomplishments or, you know, any of my teammates accomplishments. And to me, actually, I think it helps. I think it, it again, it's one of those rising tide uh, raises all boats type thing. Like, you know, because then as a pro team, you're beating other uh, pro teams, right? And then if, if a pro team is made up of all mediocre athletes, um, then, and you're a better athlete, you can you can show up, uh, continue to race, put your time into the sport, and then you can get that, uh, that quote-unquote status and uh, use that to reach out to get either personal sponsors or team sponsors. Again, that can help reduce cost. You know, and that's what I've done personally. Uh, I've had very few sponsorships and uh, brands that I've partnered with that have given me like huge benefits. It, it happens occasionally, uh, but the majority of stuff has just been like nickel and diming my way to success, and just a lot of uh, all right. Well, if I don't have to pay for supplements, then that saves you know a couple hundred dollars a year. Or if I don't have to pay for shoes, or I don't have to pay for you know chafing prop, what, whatever it may be. You know, when you start adding that up, and then you times it by, I've been doing OCR consistently. Um, End of 2014 is kind of when I, I started OCR on a regular basis. Um, when you add that up and the number of races I've done since then, right, it, it substantially adds up. Um, I actually do – I started calculating some of the cost, and it was it was pretty wild, uh, both on uh, benefits received and how much I've kind of put into the sport. But at the same time, there's a lot of personal experience and self um, – feeling of accomplishment and, you know, stories and, you know, the – you know, crossing the finish line after a good race is, uh, you know, it's not something you can, you can't buy that. And you, you don't get that at every race. Um, it doesn't even necessarily happen at my, my biggest races, right? So my, some of my favorite moments in OCR, um, example was, was it Wichita, Conquer the Gauntlet 2017. Got stuck at a rig there for, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. And uh, I'm sorry, it's 2018 because it was two weeks before Con uh, Endure the Gauntlet. And I, you know, I'm, I'm basically on my seventh or eighth attempt on this rig, and I just send it as hard as I can, right? I'm hanging from a rope, and instead of uh, landing gracefully on the shore, uh, because I my legs weren't going to reach, I just kind of leaned forward with my body and kind of slammed my shoulder first, and uh, got up and screamed. We got on video. One of my favorite moments in OCR. I came in like seventh or eighth place, right? <laughs> irrelevant, irrelevant. It was just that feeling of crossing the finish line. You can't get that. You know, you can't buy that feeling. It's got to be something you experience. And it has to happen organically. You can't force that experience to happen. You know, I, I want those experiences. Uh, I want more of those experiences for myself, but I also want experiences like that for other people um, so they can kind of fall in love with the sport the same way, you know, me and my teammates have both on Strength and Speed and on uh, Mudgear Battle Alliance Pro Team. So I think that's it. Uh, some of the other topics I was considering doing deep dive on are just kind of like OCR in the Olympics and kind of um, benefits and drawbacks to that and uh you know kind of a plan for that and how that might that might work out and how if or it would alter our the sport as we know it and if you like some of this uh kind of pro leafs pro you know pro ocr pro ocr athlete semantics you know we can dive into that on episode two i was just talking to one of the uh 
one of the people I work with who works, since uh, she's a soccer player, right, for the military. And I was just mentioning how most pro sports, the people have other jobs, right? They're, I, you know, we think of when we think of pro sports, or we default to baseball, soccer, baseball, soccer, you know, football, hockey, uh, basketball, where the people are. That's their primary profession. They're being paid millions of dollars, but most pro sports. Um, you know, they have, they have other jobs to supplement their income, right? Cause if you're not one, if you're, if your sport doesn't play year round, you're probably not getting paid year round Two, if you get injured, right? All of a sudden your, your revenue stream drops, especially if you're not under some sort of long-term contract. This is like, if it's like play pay by game and three, just a lot of sports are not super spectator friendly, right? Um, I think people try to compare OCR to a lot of other sports. And a lot of times the comparison is not quote unquote one-to-one. Right, we're not filling stadiums with o- people watching OCR. It's 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 not happening. It's you know the the model for uh, pro OCR is a lot closer to running or endurance sports than it is to basketball, uh, soccer, baseball, etc. You know, at North American Championships and OCR World Championships, when the Pro Heat wins the three K, it's usually done at around noon on Friday or you know early afternoon on Friday. And there's a big crowd there. They're watching, they're cheering. It's super exciting. I highly recommend if you're going to OCR World Championships at the end of September, you stay and watch the Pro 3K race because it is fun. Uh, the, However, you know, no one's traveling to Stratton, Vermont at the end of September solely to watch the Pros race, right? They're, they're racing themselves, but they're staying to watch the Pros race. And I think that's, that's a big difference um, with, you know, how much money is coming into the sport and and why sports like baseball soccer uh i keep saying soccer because there's a sporting casey's a soccer team in kansas city um, i know most of the country does not have huge soccer uh teams but that's uh that's a huge difference for how those companies can make money and sell sponsorships and um you know pay their athletes you know i think with the with the pro league again uh essentially we're creating a a unified front so you know maybe maybe a brand like coca-cola wants to come in and sponsor the pro league and then all of a sudden we we can pay athletes and we have we have a large revenue stream and there's coca-cola banners banners everywhere uh, even though it's terrible for you um but the the other sports teams seem to have a problem with throwing the coca-cola banners up everywhere so you know just kind of a some food for thought and kind of a future plan and some uh some good idea fairies here floating around. All right, I think that about wraps it up. I uh, I do have this written in an article form, so maybe it'll come out one day. Uh, one, either the OCR Report or Mudgear or OCR Buddy. I, I write for all three companies. Again, my goal is to grow the sport. I'm not necessarily tied to a brand. Um, I just want it, you know I just want the sport to grow again because I think everyone will benefit from it. If you enjoyed this, you know please share it around. If you want to volunteer your services and help get this off the ground. Uh, we can start talking. I can start making a list of people and maybe in a year or two when I have a little more time, uh, we can actually start making some of it happen. Uh, if you want to solicit some other impact input, you know, feel free to share it around to get other people's opinions, uh, shoot me a message, etc. And then if you like what I said or you think some of my stuff is interesting, again, check out my articles on any of those websites on Adventury. Uh, check out my books. My books are all available off my website, uh, teamstrengthspeed.com. 
Uh, we've got my biography on there, Ultra OCR Man, covers some combat deployments and some of the endurance feats I've done. My newest book is called On Endurance, Practical Guide to Unlocking the Secrets of Superhuman Performance. Again, that takes information from my podcast and condenses it into like a step-by-step guide uh, for improving endurance. I really like how that came out. And Strength and Speed's Guide to Elite Obstacle Course Racing is the updated book of my best-selling um, Guide to Elite OCR. I will have a booth at OCR World Championships. Come by and say hi. If you want to discuss this, please do. Swing by and say it there. Uh, you can also pick up my books there in person. You can pick up Legments there in person. I'll have my Normatech boots there. If you need to uh, recharge your legs in between races. And I'm going to do some fundraising for Back-to-Back Ministries. So Back-to-Back Ministries will have a booth also at OCR World Championships. Uh, if you donate to via the link I have, uh, you'll see my QR code at the event at my booth. And you keep your band, so I need both. That is both keeping your band and making the donation. You don't have to keep your band at every event. Just keep your band at one. I will give you one of my uh, charity belt buckles that I've used for some of my previous events. Right. So the idea is, one, I get rid of some of the extra charity belt buckles I have. And then, two, we raise money for a good cause. And then, three, you get some uh, an additional perk for keeping your band at OCR World Championships occurring at Stratton, Vermont at the end of September. All right, I will catch all of you later. It's been fun. Out.